Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Earlier in the show, I mentioned the non-call on Alexander Ovechkin in over, or, uh, that uh, preceded the tying goal at 3-3. And I uh, use the term water skiing. And the chiseler, a.k.a. the voice from the past, says, Bob, uh, just an FYI, 1987 in California, you would have had a chance to have been the state water skiing champion. But uh, given your current body composition, unlikely to do so. Thank you, uh, Steve, a.k.a. the chiseler. Much appreciated uh, for reminding me of that. And we just had a, heard a commercial from Shane Bogdan. And he has something in common with our next guest. He played on the Oilers farm team. Uh, Bogdan had a cup of coffee with the Cape Breton Oilers back in the mid-90s. Our next guest is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, it's quite the story. He's come up. He's made an impact uh, after being on an American Hockey League deal for the last couple of years. We welcome back to the show Brad Bugsy Malone. Hi, Brad. It's Bob. I'm down, by the way, in Bakersfield. How are you doing? Good. Where are you sitting at the Marriott? All right. Well, now you've given the hotel away. Yes. So uh, we'll have to. <laughs> it, is it, is it, it's sort of a home away for home, isn't it? I know uh, that uh, it, it, actually San Diego's here as well. They're they're in town tomorrow to uh, to play the Condors. So uh, it's just we'll get to your own story in a second. I don't. Maybe you can educate the listeners. It's a pretty good setup down here, isn't it, for the players? Yeah. No. It's uh, you know in terms of being in American League city, we got. Uh, you know, we got one of the top setups, I think, in the league. Um, you know, ironically, I was in Hershey with the uh, Capitals organization before I uh, joined the Oilers. So, um, you know, when I went there, everyone said, you know, this is uh, you know, the best place in the American League to play and, you know, just kind of the setup they had. And, um, you know, I, I really, in comparison, I would, you know, take Bakersfield any day. What does it mean, uh, Keith Kretzky's been down here about 90% of the year, when you have the, the organization's assistant general manager and he's watching you on a nightly basis, and obviously Jay coming up helps, but what does it mean to the players to know that you've got that guy right there and he's playing a factor 
you know, in, in sort of who's getting opportunities, and he wants it based on merit, and that's sort of the directive that comes from Ken Holland as well. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's great. I think the the accountability that uh, Woody established um, from within the coaching staff was obviously very high, but then um, also when you have um, someone in the front office um, around for not just all the games, but, you know, practice days, off days, traveling, um, you get to see how guys conduct conduct themselves. And, um, you know, he's a big part of, you know, the way the culture is kind of shifted down there in the last you know, four or five years, and, um, you know, we love having him around. He's, he's an honest guy, and, uh, you know, he always tells you what he's thinking, which is uh, you know, much appreciated on most times. Was it a little surreal last night for you? Yeah, I'm obviously. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a long time since I had a night like that um, in, in this league, so, um, yeah, surreal is the right word, but um, just crazy well you spent uh the tail end of the 1819 season with the oilers um as things closed out that year and and keith was this you know the acting general manager and and then you, you stayed with the organization and you were on an american league deal brad and and i'm wondering um I, i'll tell you sort of from my end watching uh for me it was the game at everett because the oilers you know, kind of left some of the you know higher end guys at home, like a like a McDavid and Drysaddle, and I thought that Seattle in that game tried to run around a bit, and you were one of the guys that wasn't letting that happen. And I thought to myself, here's a guy, he's on an AHL deal, he's not on a on an NHL deal, he doesn't have to necessarily engage in some of that and go up against guys that are bigger than him, but you kind of took that on uh, yourself. In the back of your mind, did you did you believe that if you performed? that the Oilers would, would potentially look at signing you to an NHL deal and there still might be an opportunity to get back in the league. Yeah, a funny story. I actually, uh, they, they sent me down um, before the game. So I had my, my exit meeting with Ken and Keith um, before morning skate. And I just said, uh, logistic-wise, uh, you know, we're going to send you down now. Um, you know, you're going to play the game tonight in Everett and then you're just going to fly from Seattle back to Bakersfield. So... I just kind of joked with them, and I just said, hey, like, if I get a Gordie Howe hat trick tonight, will you keep me around? And, uh, you know, Ken and Keith just kind of laughed, and I was, you know, in the back of my head, I was like, no, I'm kind of serious here. Like, I, you know, I think I, you know, I deserve an opportunity, and I want it. And, uh, yeah, so just, um, you know, having Ron Francis um, being the GM in Seattle and Dave Haxall, my old college coach, being on the other side, um, you know, those guys have been, you know, instrumental in just, you know, my support uh, throughout the years as a pro. So um, playing against guys like that, I just wanted to kind of put my best foot forward for the organization. And I know how Dave wants the teams to play, and I just thought I could, you know, help the team that night and, you know, kind of counteract, um, you know, their physicality. So, uh, you know, it just it seemed to work out uh, the way it did. At what point did the Oilers this year uh, start to engage in conversations to sign you back to an NHL deal? I think it. I think it was after that game. To be honest, um, you know, I think I kind of not necessarily saying that you know Ken and uh, the office didn't you know hold me in a high value, but um, maybe not necessarily as an option for a call up. And I think just after them seeing my willingness to play that way, um, you know, I think they said maybe you know there's an opportunity here down the road if uh, you know injuries do happen and. 
you know, obviously I had to come down to Bakersfield and, you know, keep playing well and um, contributing on both sides of the puck. So, um, you know, that kind of kept me a little extra motivated and I kind of kept it in the back of my mind. But, you know, at the same time, my focus was just, you know, on being a condor and, you know, getting our season off on the right foot and um, getting some early success. So, um, I guess it just goes hand in hand. Um, Woody always says that, you know, team success and, individual success is uh it can't be separated it, it goes together especially in a developmental league so it's uh, it's been working out we're joined right now by brad bugsy malone bob Stoffer with you on oilers now brad uh you know it's interesting because when i when i talk to jay throughout the course of the year he's like bob Brad Malone's a better player now than he was two years ago. So what did you do in terms, did you change up your off-season training? Did you work on, uh, I mean, the one that I observed, I actually thought you got quicker as the preseason went on. Usually what happens is guys come out like gangbusters early, then the better players get dressed on other teams, and they got exposed a bit. And I thought you're, to me, you appeared to be quicker as we got further into the preseason. Was that an area of focus for you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I spent the last probably from the October of 2020, really. I, I spent um, basically from then all the way through to training camp in Bakersfield. So um spent a lot of time at the practice rink with, with Espo and uh, Braden Watts and a few other local guys. And, uh, you know, Espo's, Espo's the type of guy that uh, every day when he comes to the rink, there's a, you know, there's a competitive edge and a work ethic and, whether it was just me and him on the ice or the rest of us, you know, we were going at each other. And I suppose he's got a lot of skill and a lot of ability. So, you know, competing against him every day, it really, you know, it helped keep me sharp. And then, uh, you know, on some other days, he, you know, he's got a lot of skill drills. And, um, you know, for a guy like me to just try to work on, you know, those small area touches is something I've never really done before. It was usually just get in the gym and lift as hard as you can and, you know, being older now, it's more about just, you know, maintaining my my physique and my quickness and, um, you know, trying to stay fresh. So kind of a combination of things, but I just really think staying in Bakersfield and um, training with Travis Lay and then getting on the ice with uh, Espo, it was, uh, you know, a really good combination for me. Uh, Espo is Luke Esposito. Uh, he's 20, I think he's down 28 years of age and and like you i mean he's willing to engage he's one i mean there's there's some tough there's some tough players uh, in the pacific division i know the flames have got uh, one of the gallant boys that's in uh stockton uh tucson has uh omama who's a tough kid out of the quebec league and bakersfield doesn't really have that do you, you guys don't really have a de facto uh fourth line hammer so it's an incumbent upon other guys to step up and take that on once in a while when some stuff happens out in the ice yeah, I think, um, you know, Woody's preach was always just, you know, play team tough. And, uh, you know, we don't necessarily value, um, you know, fighting as something that uh, needs to be a part of our identity. But um, when it comes to sticking up for each other or sticking up for ourselves, there's a lot of guys that are willing to do that. And, you know, I think that's just, it, it goes to show because it's not just one guy that's trying to push back on a nightly basis. It's everybody um, you know, whether you're talking about Griff and Coop or, you know, Espo and Charlesy and like, you know, you can go down the list. Everybody, you know, kind of buys into that type of uh, team mentality and structure and attitude. And I think it's, uh, you know, over the course of the season, it really adds up. And then I think it just bodes well going into uh, a playoff run. 
Uh, Brad, uh, tell me this. How did the guys respond last night when you scored the go-ahead goal? Like, did, uh, What was it like going yeah. back to the bench in the moment? I think there was a lot of surprise faces, uh, happy faces, obviously. <laughs> there was... Uh, the guys, the guys were good to me. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was awkward to be honest. I didn't really know what to do, so it was uh, <laughs> good to get that out of the way. Six seasons is a long time. Now, did you hear? Uh, just so the listeners are aware, uh, your father-in-law uh, and we've had the privilege of having Wayne Gretzky around the team, and one of Wayne's favorite people in all of hockey is, is your father-in-law, Kirk Muller. Uh, did he reach out last night after the game? How many how many texts yeah. did you get from people around hockey circles last night? You had to have had at least a couple hundred. Yeah, I had, I had a pretty big amount. Um, more than when I had both our children, so that goes to tell you um, <laughs> where people value goals in the NHL and your own children. So, no, it was, uh, it was good. Uh, Kirk called me. He was the first one to call um, after I kind of stepped away from everything and he was, uh, yeah, he was happy for me. Um, you know, I've said it a bunch. He's just, uh, his uh, reputation around the league is uh, not by mistake. He's a, an incredible guy, and, um, you know, he's, yeah, just he's, he's meant a lot to me. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. There's no question about that. Great guy. Um, gave us a lot of time in the draft in 2018 when it was in Dallas here. The Oilers took Evan Bouchard. All right, well, let's focus on the here and now with the Edmonton Oilers. You're, you know, this is a huge homestand. You got the, um, the the big victory last night. You overcame a brutal non-call. Uh, found found a way to win. Um, you you got to keep her going, don't you? Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the realization in the room is, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty honest of, uh, where we're at and what we're, you know, what our road ahead is. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the belief in the room is, is obviously there, but, um, you know, the results are needed, you know, now and, you know, and, and a handful here the next, next few games. So we got to, uh, you know, just keep our foot on the gas and, um, you know, if there's one thing I could say just about, you know, how I've kind of been under Jay for a while is his, his focus and his detail is very, very centered on each day. It's not, uh, you know, there's not a lot of conversation from him about, you know, the next day or the future. It's, you know, now and today and what we're doing to get better. So um, I think when you micromanage that uh, type of, you know, approach, it, it, uh, I think it adds up well and I think it eliminates a lot of, you know, outside noise. Uh, I'll leave you with this, Brad. You mentioned the Marriott in the beginning, and uh, our listeners to Oilers now love to give it to me. Uh, Haji has taken time to text us to say, Bob, please let me know if you need security to keep the autograph, seeker, autograph seekers and uh, groupies away from you in your hotel at the Marriott. Uh, well, that would be that, that'd be a shock in either case. So uh, if it's Wayne from the Edmonton operation with the autograph seekers, we're having a different conversation. Brad, awesome stuff. Uh, I'll, I look forward to, uh, I'm flying back in Sunday, so I look forward to uh, uh, seeing you over the course of the next uh, several weeks, but uh, it, I, I think for a lot of fans and people out there that love the game, uh, they love the story last night, and the story happens because you never quit, so uh, have at her, and uh, keep her going. Uh, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, man. Take care. That is Brad Malone of the Edmonton Oilers. 150 in Edmonton, and we'll wrap up with this day in Oilers history when we return. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 
Cassian uh, back in the lineup wearing a bubble, uh, running around a bit last night. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's 153 in Edmonton. And we're going to have some fun here. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, Mike from Calgary. Oh, don't do that to me. Just, there we go. Mike from Calgary. Is it true that since Malone mentioned the hotel that the Stoffer Rotsy has already shown up outside for Mike in Calgary? Um, the Stafferazzi. Well, I can tell you, when I get back to the humble Stoffer abode in the city's south side, uh, uh, my wife, my two kids, uh, our dog, Anakin, and our three cats all take precedence in the household ahead of uh, yours truly. Um, Jason, I cannot read your text. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, you made me laugh. Uh, and Kevin wants to know on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, how much money did the Oilers save with Bob Stauffer and LTIR for the last seven to ten days out? Oh, man, I, I, I love the empathy. Uh, we'll tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza... They're the best. That's all there is to it. Everything's real at Royal. None of that synthetic crap. Into this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Uh, we still got a couple spots left for our Flair Airlines flight direct Edmonton to Nashville. Four nights in the hotel, 1750 bucks mid-April trip. You can visit New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to 2002. The little brick man struck early. But what else happened, Brendan? Yeah, Mike Comrie opening the scoring 90 seconds in, but the Oilers surrendered four unanswered goals. Capital, Capitals uh, forward Peter Bondra scored his 18th career hat-trick to sink Edmonton 4-2 to at MCI Centre in Washington. The Oilers finished second in goals against in the 2001-2002 season and missed the playoffs by a couple points. That's this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, 1750 bucks. you fly with Flair Airlines, four nights in the hotel, the Oilers and the Preds in Smashville. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight from 6 to 8. What's he got shaking? He's got Jack Michaels on the show, Bakersfield Condors defenseman Vincent DeHarnay, and Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer. Tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now, Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey and Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, and Bakersfield Condors forward Dylan Holloway. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Special thanks to our guests today, Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack from GCL Diesel. We heard from Louis DeBrusque and uh, Brad Malone. What a story from the Edmonton Oilers. Have a terrific Thursday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.